Hello and welcome to the C21 podcast. My name's Jonathan Webdale. It's day two of MIPCOM 2018. There's been a few spots of rain along La Croisette today, dampening the red carpets rolled out yesterday, but not business at the market, with plenty of news for us to wade through in a moment. Among the stars arriving on the first day were Richard Gere to promote new BBC drama Mother, Father, Son. Dominic West to talk about the British public broadcaster's adaptation of Les Miserables and Ben Stiller presenting the premiere of his new Showtime drama Escape at Dannemora. Among the other shows gracing the hoardings on the front of the Palais des Festivals was Curfew, a new eight-part street racing drama for Sky One from the makers of Peaky Blinders. Billy Zane and Sean Bean are among the stars and we'll be hearing from them in a moment. And later on, we'll also be talking to presenter, adventurer and writer Ben Fogel in Cannes to talk about his new series, Survival of the Species, being made in South Africa by Oxygen Media for Discovery Channel. But first, a quick run through of some of the headlines so far from MIPCOM 2018. All the talk of the market, but no firm news as yet on the future of Endemol Shine Group, after the company was put up for sale earlier in the year by joint venture partners 21st Century Fox and Apollo Global Management. ITV, among the early frontrunners, ruled itself out recently, and Chief Executive Carolyn McCall, here at MIP on Monday, offered few further details in her keynote interview, but said that the timing simply didn't feel right. The time was right today, however, for Federation Entertainment. The French producer-distributor behind Netflix drama Marseille announced it was taking a controlling stake in Fabula Pictures, the Rome-based production company behind Netflix original Italian drama Baby. Meanwhile, it was business as usual back at Endemol Shine, with news of a Chinese version of ITV drama Broadchurch in the works via blue and white and red pictures, coinciding with China being named Country of Honour at this year's market. Big Bounce Battle, a trampoline-based competition game show from Endemol Shine Germany, has also scored a pickup at Fox for a US remake. Other major announcements included Netflix joining forces with the BBC on a three-part version of Dracula from Sherlock duo Stephen Moffat and Mark Gattis and producer Hartswood Films. Netflix also snapped up rights to Israeli drama When Heroes Fly, while TFM picked up buzzy new Spanish drama The Pier from the creator of Money Heist. ITV ordered a new drama called A Confession, starring Martin Freeman, who was also unveiled as the face of a new comedy from Avalon called Breeders for FX in the US. US and Sky in the UK. Those are just some of the highlights from the hundreds of news stories C21's producing from MIPCOM. Delve into the website for further details. Now, talking of Sky and talking of us as we celebrate our 21st birthday here in Cannes, it occurred to me when I met Billy Zane yesterday to talk about his new Sky series Curfew that 21 years ago was also the release of Titanic. For some time, the highest grossing movie in history and the first to take more than $1 billion at the box office, the movie was made on a budget of $200 million. Today, we're not far off seeing that amount of money being spent on a single TV drama series. 
Curfew, made with Tiger Aspect and Moon Age pictures, may not be quite on that scale, but the cinematic ambition is certainly there. You can find out more about that show and watch the full interview with Billy on C21 TV in the coming weeks. But I took the opportunity to ask him also what the changes have been in film and TV since the days of Titanic. Seismic shifts, seemingly for the better, in that the tool sets have been more accessible to the artists. Um, barriers to entry have dropped, yet the general quality of content created by the machine has increased across the board. And the you know seeming prejudices between platforms have dropped, you know, whereby television has now rivaled some of the best cinema offerings. So that's just a really healthy and wonderful thing. When you raise the bar like that, quality still has to cut through. It's just, it's, everyone's taken a, a really, you know, we, we've had this fascinating upgrade whereby the rules still apply. It's just a little, you know, it's just a, a little harder. So how do you cut through a new standard? So you just got to be better. And to dovetail back to curfew, what I've witnessed at this market is while you have, you know, incredible offerings, um, they're still very siloed and familiar and traditional under your procedurals and your dramas and your comedies. There's nothing like this show. And that's what makes it unique. And I think will be unique to the world markets and to audiences who want to find something fresh. And, and it, it's really a tonic for the times. It's a piece of entertainment for the time whereby there's great quality, but there's a level almost now of saturation, of too much of a good thing. Be it how we're receiving the content in the, in, within Binge, you know, I think we're finding a reaction where people want to eventize again and share and lift our heads from the <laughs> black mirror and talk about things and not binge alone. We might see a, a swing back to people who want to actually like space things out and quality entertainment might be something to talk about again, as well as binged, but when there's something unique that resonates on this level, I have a feeling it's going to be the basis for, for many conversations. Indeed, we had plenty more conversation with Billy, with the producers of Curfew, Will Gould and Frith Tip Lady, and with co-star Sean Bean, all of which you'll be able to see in that upcoming C21 TV show. But here's a snippet of the conversation we had with the latter. I asked Sean, who nearly two decades ago was in the first Lord of the Rings movie and more recently has starred in series including Game of Thrones, Broken, and now the second season of Medici, Masters of Florence, how the worlds of film and TV have collided. I think t today with, with, with television and film kind of overlapping each other and... Uh... There's no snobbery attached to doing television anymore because the television is often better than the films that, that are produced. Um, it, it's very, very high quality, and I think a, a, a bar has been set that, that you know people expect really high quality television now, which is fantastic because it's good for us, for actors, and everybody else involved. And um, th there's a lot more choice, and there's a lot of things being done with. You know, you've got Netflix and Amazon and Crackle. I worked for a company called Crackle recently, and it's um, it's kind of opening out and different ideas. Not it's things aren't 
following the same format now. I think people are branching out and people, producers are willing, and, and people who put money into films or television series are willing to put, much more willing to listen to uh, people's ideas, obscure or different or surreal kind of uh, ideas they have for television and, and they're prepared to put the money behind it and make these things which is fantastic so uh, it's not as quite as predictable as it was I think 20 years ago it's much fresher and newer and more dynamic um, so I, I, I think it's opened up and I think it's easier for, for actors now there's, there's, there's more choice or there's more available and um, that's a fantastic thing. Finally, Ben Fogel is a face familiar to many for the string of series he's presented, often following his own adventures, such as rowing the Atlantic, crossing the Antarctic, and most recently, scaling Mount Everest. He's a passionate environmental campaigner, and his new Discovery Channel series, Survival of the Species, is currently shooting in South Africa. He was joined in Cannes by Rebecca Fuller-Campbell, executive producer of the series and co-founder of production company Oxygen Media. Again, you can find out more about the show and watch the full interview on C21 TV. But Ben also got his big break into television two decades ago in a very different genre, which has also been transformative for the business as we know it. We're sharing almost a birthday in television, 21st birthday for you guys. Um, I've been around for 20, 21 years, really. It was 99 that I actually started. And it's interesting because I... I was there at the, what is arguably the birth, certainly in the United Kingdom, of reality television. I took part in a show called Castaway where, where 30 of us were taken from our natural environment and put in an artificial one for a whole year. And it obviously started a whole new genre. And television's changed beyond all recognition now. I, 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 I can't help but think that reality television was closer to actual reality back then than reality television is now. I think reality has almost become unreality and it's, it's, it's much more constructed and scripted as, as we know. But I don't think that is necessarily a negative thing. I think it's just that television's morphed and it has done for years and years. And you only need to come somewhere like Cannes and to see the, the creativity that is still there. I, what I find truly amazing having worked for two decades in television is that there are still shows that you will turn on and you'll go, wow, that is, who came up with that idea? And you, you, uh, every year I think they'll never, uh, it's ground to a halt. We've done every, everything's been filmed, everything's been made, and yet it's still done. And it's, it's great creatives like Rebecca and her team who are constantly thinking and evolving and changing. And I think, I think television, reality TV, I don't think will ever have that innocence it had 20 years ago and, and I think one of the main reasons is that it's very difficult to get people into the genre for um, the right reasons. Most people want to go in it because they want to be on television and, and 20 years ago that was different. Many of the people that were in the original show I was in didn't even want to be on camera and, uh, and, and that, that has obviously affected the industry but I wouldn't I wouldn't say that's necessarily a negative. I don't know what your thoughts no, are. No, so I think it's so different. It's twofold. So we've got like this sort of consumer group of millennials that just want more and need more and give me content and as thick and as fast. I mean, even my children, you know, three minute content is, you know, can I have as much as I can have? And then there's the other side of it where we're almost regressing into just give me huge, beautiful stories and narrative. And I think there's quite a sort of solid split. And um, I'm finding it really exciting from a drama and especially in specialist factual 
um, in specialist factual, this genre at the moment is amazing, the kind of content that's coming out and world stories. We have much more access to stories around the world, so we're traveling through content as well. And, you know, we're not now limited to, it must be in English and I must just watch this. You, watching anything from Israel, from South America, and because you just want a good story. So I think it's a really exciting time for television. And, and it's also, just to finish on that, it's become much more worldwide. It never ceases to amaze me. I travel far too much for my job. I'm, I'm away probably about 11 months of the year. And what really has changed is when I go to Mongolia and someone comes up to me on the street and goes, hi, Ben, love the show. <laughs> I find that amazing how shows really do travel now, and I, I, I don't know if that I, I don't know enough about the industry that you guys do, but it feels now that all of my shows, and I think that goes for anyone that works in front of the camera, are traveling a lot more than they no, used there's to. No there's, there's, a, there's no barrier now. Content that we make, whether we make it in South Africa, whether we make it in the UK, um, is now made for a global market, and I find that much more exciting, to be honest. I'm now, when I'm in front of the camera, I'm not just addressing people from Birmingham or Manchester. I'm, I'm thinking that I'm talking to someone in Sydney and Ulaanbaatar and Cape Town. And, and I find that a really exciting world. Ben Fogel and Rebecca Fuller-Campbell. That's all we have time for in this episode of the C21 podcast from MIPCOM 2018. But don't forget to stay up to date with all the latest industry developments by following C21 online, on Twitter and on mobile. Thanks very much for listening.